0: day And welcome back to another episode of Girl Talk, Real Talk, where we empower, educate, and encourage. I'm your favorite host, Lillian Perez. I'm going to tell you a little bit about a story. Back in 2017, I used to work at a hotel downtown for a few years. I was at the front desk and used to check everybody in, met so many people from all parts of the world. And we used to meet celebrities, but I remember particularly... One night, I was working the night shift, and I was replenishing everything in the gift shop. And there was a gentleman down there, and he just looked super disturbed, distressed. And it's my job to cater to people, make them feel comfortable. If they need anything, I get paid to be hospitable. And I approached him. I was like, hi, sir. How are you doing? How's your evening going? He goes, you really want to know? And it caught me off guard. And I was like, actually, yes. He took a deep breath well, you know, the developers of social media, Facebook, Instagram, and all of that. I was like, yeah, I have an account, maybe two accounts for each one. And he's like, okay, well I helped engineer all of those. Oh my God. That was, that's amazing. Like, that's so cool. How was that? I was super excited. And he had a straight face the entire time. And he goes, I regret it. I regret developing a monster. In this episode, we're going to dive deep on how social media is directly correlated to anxiety and depression, what persuasive analysis is, and how it's affecting us as individuals, but not just as an individual, as an entire nation. Currently, there are no rules or regulations to something that has literally changed the fabrication of how we live life and interact with people. And it's a bit scary. There are only two industries that call their customers users, illegal drugs and software. When you go to Vegas and you hit that slot machine, you pull down the lever and you're anticipating if you're going to win and you watch everything and you're just excited, that same psychological effect that happens in Vegas is the same psychological effect that happens when you put your thumb on your screen and you scroll it down. It entices you to see what's going to be next. Did you get something new? Every time your phone has a notification and it rings, someone tagged you in your photo, sends you an email of like, oh, so-and-so commented on your post, but the post is not even in the email and then takes you back to the Instagram or the Twitter app. It's all about buying your time being on the screen. Growth hacking is where engineers hack your behaviors and emotions without triggering the user's awareness. It's a psychological effect and interaction to get you to buy your attention essentially to continue to be on this screen. We as human beings love human interaction. Social media is a beautiful thing and I quite enjoy it and I love it, but I also know that there's a limit and we should all have our limits and boundaries with them. Social media has done a beautiful thing where we could connect with our friends and family that we lost touch with, the friends from high school or even before then our childhood best friends, see what we're up to without really having to speak to everybody every single day, every minute of the hour about what's going on in their lives. However, the like button was meant to show love and to spread love, but now we see it as value. The more likes we get, the more hearts we get, the more comments we get. The, we see that as value to our hearts and our minds, our value to us as a human. Since 1960, processing power has gone up by one trillion times more. We don't even have flying cars yet, but there's nothing that's been more developed than social media, software, technology. So how does that change a human psyche? generation z was introduced with social media in middle school i was in middle school unfortunately i'm a, a generation z even though i consider myself a millennial <laughs> um i refuse to be gen z but unfortunately that's what the statistics say but we were introduced to it in middle school i remember creating my first facebook account and i was like what the hell is this how do you use this and one of my friends uh I think her name was Kelsey or something. She was just like, oh, you just have to mess around with it. I have a Facebook. You should make an account too. And that was my beginning of social media. I, since then, have developed my life around social media. And it's a beautiful tool. Again, you could use it for marketing. You could start your entire business. You could launch an entire brand on there. But what happened to the psyche of these millennials or of these millennials and Gen Z, of growing up in a generation where, Physical contact is decreasing where interaction is now different in a different lens. It's more through a phone where I could contact anybody else in the world. There are so many social media, not even social media apps, but so many apps in general where you can meet people, random people, chat with people, video chat with people around the world. But what is that doing with, how is that directly correlated with our mental health and our anxiety and our depression? I'm going to say a couple statistics here that are just mind bobbling. The U.S. hospital admissions for non-fatal self-harm increased by 62% for older teens, girls 15 to 19, and 189% for preteen girls from 10 to 14 since 2009. Social media and all of that launched about, what, 2008, 2009? And seeing that tremendously, it, it just gives us a perspective of like does this correlate exactly with and tie back with social media another statistic which is absurd united states suicide rates for older teen girls have increased 70 percent compared to 2001 and 2010 and preteens are up to 151 percent how many times have you posted a picture of your family. Maybe it was a cute selfie. You know, you dressed up, you look good. You're feeling yourself. You take a picture, you upload it. Um, or maybe a piece of art that you did that you're really proud of. You want to show off. or You just got a new home and it, it's a big achievement for you. It's a milestone. And somebody comments, your, your grandma comments, your tia comments, your cousin comments, everybody's commenting. And there's just that one person that just has something negative to say. Oh, well, that's not that nice. I've seen better. It's not that big of a house. Oh, really. Haters going hey, regardless. But out of all of the positive comments that we received, we dwell on that one negative comment. It doesn't matter if it's a thousand positive comments and it's just one negative comment, we dwell on it. and I testify i am I'm just as guilty, unfortunately. So what was the purpose of social media, right? If it wasn't just to connect with friends and family then it's free to us so why is it such a big deal social media was developed for connection for love for with good intention these developers weren't evil but i don't think they knew what they were getting themselves into and what they were developing so basically social media is free for us to download you can make an account anywhere anytime whenever you want and however many you want uh some people be catfishing people out here but anyway that's a different story and when you download that software onto your, your phone, applications, ads are popping up, even on your Google searches. Um, right now, Instagram has a phenomenal way to sell to you without even knowing that they're selling to you. There's strategies. There's there's so many um, marketing hacks in this. However, those brands, um, let's say Amazon or Shein or whoever they are, they're selling a portion Um, They're basically selling to you without you knowing it because you're on social media. You're just there to check out, I don't know, fashion inspiration or hacks or how to's or connect with your long lost cousin, whatever it might be. They put their advertisement on the social media pages enticing you to purchase their products why is it that i don't know if this has ever happened to y'all but you're talking about something with your friend or out loud at work or something like oh you know i really want to start working out or eating healthy i want to go vegan whatever the conversation is or i need i'm looking to buy a new xyz right and then all of a sudden you get on your social media and that pops up we always think it's because the government's spying us or spying on us or whatever might be but the algorithms have been catered specifically to you. They've been tracking you since you downloaded the app. That's why they're knowing they could push any type of content to you. And we're going to dive deep deeper into that right now. Our minds and bodies keep us safe and healthy, but also have vulnerabilities that could be exploited. Persuasive technology taps into those vulnerabilities, pushing us to keep clicking, scrolling and engaging. So, what is persuasive technology? It is all about how customized your feed is to you, specifically as a user. The artificial intelligence, the AI, has collected so much data that it already knows what kind of content you want, content you like and you want. So, for example, me and my best friend have been best friends since high school, probably almost like a decade at this point. And she. And I have probably about 50% of the same mutual friends on Facebook and probably follow about the same group of people and that they follow us back. Me and her have the same interests. Uh, We love dancing. We love uh, fashion, whatever it might be. And you would think that her social media page and my social media feed is the same, right? Wrong. It's not. Every time that I scroll on a picture, every time that I tap, like, comment, how much I stare at a picture how how many times i view a video it all gathers that information into my own specific algorithm why because corporations are spending money to show us our their ads and products on our social media so we could then become a user to them right so the longer we stay on their on these social media and these apps the more that they could advertise to us So what's the problem with this? The problem is that fake news is spreading six times. This is a statistic. Fake news is spreading six times faster than real news. And especially in this society and what we're living with, with the political climate and everything, we don't know what's right or what's wrong. We don't know what's true and what's not true, especially with all these health information coming with this in the middle of the pandemic. There was one point that there was an ad going on social media, and it looked like legit, like with the lower thirds of like a news article and everything, that cocaine, what if you consumed cocaine, it would help you um, not get COVID-19. So now in this generation where fake news spreads way more quickly than the actual news, we don't know what's true or what's not. So what does this do? It taps into our emotions because we're, we will, if, if a post gets us angry or sad, we're more likely to interact with that post or share or say something about it. If somebody has um, is really left or really right wing and we're the opposite, we're like prone to unfollow them or cancel them or post something even more that stands with our beliefs. How do you wake up from the matrix when you don't know you are in the matrix? And this is not something that they're telling us. We as users are freely just on there. So knowing that these algorithms and the artificial intelligence is pushing content to make us enraged or to make us feel a certain way, to keep us on the app, to keep us scrolling, to keep us going to the next video, it's time to put some regulations on that. So let's talk about the harms, of the long-term harms. We already know how it directly correlates to our mental health and anxiety and depression, especially in Generation Z. The generation that was introduced with social media and middle school. But what about as a nation? What what does it look like in the political climate? What does it look like around the country, around the world, the globe, us as a human race? Let's dive a little bit deeper into that. There was a study. There was a there were a series of psychological experiments con- conducted by Solomon Ash during the nineteen fifties. Okay, the experiments revealed The experiments reveal the degree to which a person's own opinions are influenced by those of groups. Ash found that people were willing to ignore reality and give an incorrect answer in order to conform to the rest of the group. So if the rate of fake news is traveling six times faster than the actual news, we can't distinguish what's true or not because the artificial intelligence is feeding us what we want to hear. Example, if you are a Democrat and your algorithms know that you're a Democrat. It will feed you more and more of what the Democratic Party agrees with. So when you listen to a Democrat versus a Republican and their views and opinions, and you're like, well, how did you not see that? It was all over the social media. It was all over the news. It was all over XYZ. Which news outlet are you listening to? Your algorithm on your newsfeed will feed you exactly what you agree with. Because if it starts feeding you things that you disagree with, you're not going to want to get on it. It's going to be it's not going to be peaceful. It's not going to be enjoyable. If there is a fake news post posted, and it's all a myth, it's all a conspiracy theory, and you just tapped into a little bit—you maybe you liked one conspiracy theory, or maybe you didn't even know it was—you didn't even know it was wrong yourself. You didn't even know it was fake news yourself, but you just trusted and didn't even do that quick Google search. If it taps with your emotions or tries to push your emotional buttons, do that extra research do a Google search and check out the facts because most likely if it's trying to tap into getting you angry or getting you to share this because you're pissed off, it's most likely because that was the whole purpose of that post itself. So the algorithm will start feeding you more and more on what could tap into your emotions because it knows that it will have you keep keep scrolling and keep interacting and keep having your screen time on the actual app itself. of people who joined extremist groups on Facebook did so because the algorithm steered them there. This is an internal Facebook report reported in 2018. Before you repost or share something, please do that extra research. Research shows that negative information gets more attention and shapes your emotion and behavior more powerful than positive information does. To keep us safe, our brains process negative information, especially if it causes fear, more quickly and thoroughly than positive information. Social media content that generates fear, anger, and disgust sees higher engagement rates, y'all, and spreads much more quickly than positive content. This is from the New York Times in 2019. They say the number of countries with political disinformation campaigns on social media doubled in the past two years. This persuasive technology, imagine it in the hands, it might be fine and dandy now where, you know, you're just there to have a good time, check on your family, get informed or whatever. But imagine this persuasive technology in the hands of a, a dictatorship. And now we're seeing it more and more statistically how campaigns in the political whatever side you are on, being tied, correl- having a correlation to what we're seeing on social media. It's very surprising. So with all this information, there's way more to dive into, but this is just literally an introduction. I encourage you to do your own research and I'll drop in the inf- the resource links here in a bit. But what are some tactics that we could do to fight back or Maybe we're trying to decrease our time on social media. And here are just a few, and you can develop your own and what works best for you. I personally, about four years ago now, have turned off my notifications on all my social media platforms. For a little bit, um, I am starting to develop with marketing strategies for brand creation and recognition and um, developing my own business and all of that. So I left my messages open for a long time. For business owners, it's a little bit tricky because you want to get engaged with your with your consumers, with your customers, and to try to spread the word about your business or your product. But if you can, turn off all notifications on your devices, all social media outlets, your emails if you have to. Um, or maybe you just turn off all the likes, the shares, the comments, the tags, and you just leave on your DMs open. That's another wise decision to do too. I cannot stress enough, if you have the willpower to delete your social media, do so. The majority of people that work in tech do not allow their kids to have social media. It's prohibited. That should tell you something. These are the people that work directly in tech and engineer all of this. They don't even let their own kids and their own families be on social media or even have an account. So consider that. And if you're willing, your willpower, do it. Or maybe you don't delete them, but maybe you take some time off. Maybe it's every other day you get on social media. You start off with the most that I personally got without social media was three months. The first time I did it was because I was out of the country, and it was actually so refreshing and so rewarding because I wasn't worrying about everybody here at home and all the drama and what are people doing. Like, I was so focused on just exploring this new country overseas, and it was an amazing experience. It was so beautiful. Like, if you guys wanted to talk to me, you had to like message me privately on either facebook messenger or like text me personally like if you don't have my number you must not be that important i'm sorry but hit me up directly give me a call if you really need my attention at that medium moment i don't know i might be different I might, I might be weird but i'm more prone to answer my phone call immediately than you sending me a dm on instagram or Snapchat. that's just me though <laughs> um but also fix time to not have your device um or your social media is open. So I know that a lot of people don't they have like the, an hour before they wake they when they wake up an hour from when they wake up they do not check their social media. And an hour before they they go to bed, they do not check their social media and this tactic could be very useful. Don't allow your kids to have um social media accounts until high school if if need be. Um and if they do have social media accounts and, and they're constantly on their phone, ask them and talk to them about it. Like, hey, what, let's put a limit on this. I don't want it to consume you. What What do you think would be an ac- uh, accurate amount of time, um, an acceptable amount of time for you to spend on social media? And set that time for them. And most likely they're going to set a reasonable expectation. Track your screen time. iOS and Android now have the ability to see how much time you track on which social media on which applications and try, you'll be surprised on what you find and it gives you a i know for our, for iphone it gives you like a weekly report of how much time you were on your phone or how many times you picked it up or etc if you can turn on the night shift mode on your iphone i don't know if android has this but ios definitely has this and what this does is that the blue screen um the blue light from the screen late at night tricks your body into believing it's still daytime so which disturbs our natural ability to sleep so go ahead that's something small that is super easy doesn't cost you anything you don't have to download anything it's already embedded in your iphone another thing that we could do to fight against the algorithms and the ai literally f- working against us to just buy our time on these screens is to follow people. This is it's not y'all are not gonna like this, but follow people that disagree with you. And now, now what, what I'm saying is that there's a difference between um, now if they're being terrorizing and manipulating versus just a different viewpoint. Of course, like if you if this just like this is just a you know deteriorating my mental health. I don't even want to listen to this. There's a difference versus somebody who's like, whoa, this was a really well thought out point. I see their viewpoint. And why is this important? Not only does it trick the AI and your algorithm and you kind of confuse it because this entire time it knows already what you agree but why are you now interacting with things that you don't necessarily agree with but what the importance the importance of this is is that we especially as a generation that developed just cancel unfollow them if i don't like your viewpoint and now like your political stance dictates if i even want to be friends with you oh and by the way if you even deserve dignity to be a human being and that's not correct either on both sides this is important because in order to solve these issues, regardless if you like to hear it or not, we need to come together and talk about them. We need to hear out the other side. We need to come up with solutions. And if we just ignore each other, this is going to cause for a real civil movement. So follow people that you disagree with. And remember, if, if it's toward the extreme, there's a difference. But try to at least listen to understand and be compassionate Sometimes we forget that there's a person on the other side of the screen. Be compassionate. Speak to them with dignity. They are still human beings with feelings. Just because they disagree with you doesn't mean that they're no longer human. So have some compassion. As we come to the end of this podcast, I hope you guys took a a thing or two away and really just gave you a different viewpoint and perspective of what I'm sure that you spend time on some type of social media. Um... I was going to say I was going to drop my resources here. So we're going to do some T-checks, which stands for truth checks. I'm not perfect. I'm still human. I'm going to get it wrong. I don't have all the information all the time. I'm not this superhuman person, but I will drop where all the resources I got these from. I encourage you to start off with maybe watching the documentary on Netflix calling The Social Dilemma and check out their website. Most of this information is that I received that was provided to you in this podcast episode was grabbed from there. I also encourage you to check out the everywellmind.com of the Ash Conformity Experiment. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Girl Talk, Real Talk. But that's the end of this one, and that's the tea.